Money FM 89.3, best of your money. Read with Michelle Martin on Your Money, only on Money FM 89.3. I really loved the book based on the title alone, Five Energies of Horrible Bosses and How Not to Become One. And then I went through it and, and thought to myself, there really is something here. I mean, you always get a sense of uh, what people are projecting. You may not be as clear in terms of what you are putting out into the world. So the book has a structure. It says, you know, you could be putting out determined energy, that sort of driven energy that people can feel coming down the hallway at them, a light energy, heavy energy. Are you putting out inviting energy in the way that you talk, the way you ask a question, the way you make others feel? We've all had horrible bosses, but could you be one yourself? Very interesting, a book written by a man who says he was once a terrible boss. Marcel Dana, good morning. Thank you for joining us. Hi, Michelle. How are things? Really good. So this book is pretty different from your first book, uh, which was Headstrong, and that was all about mental performance, nutrition, and exercise. Now, in this particular book, you talk about energies. Help us understand what you mean. Well, yeah, so basically, um, you know, when we look at it, right, everything in this universe is about energy, right? So, so our existence on this planet is energy. And we know from, you know, kind of ancient Sanskrit texts that are well over 5,000 years old that there is this tremendous relationship that we have as human beings with energy. You know, that's always struck me as something very interesting as a martial artist myself. Mm. Uh, what's interesting, though, is that I'm a neuroscientist by training, and my undergraduate degree is in complementary medicine, where I was, you know, kind of exposed to things like Ayurvedic medicine from India, from, you know, traditional Chinese medicine, and, you know, even nutritional therapy and things like that. And, and, and you know, a lot, of, a lot of these healing methods all kind of bring that whole energy component into kind of how we are aligned with our energies and how that deals with our health. But from a kind of Western science, scientist perspective, we don't necessarily spend a lot of time there. And I've always found that really interesting, that there seems to be this a bit of a separation, right, you know, with, I guess, a Western relationship with energy versus kind of the more indigenous, you know, ways and, and the older ways of thinking about energy. So for me, being part kind of like, I coin myself part scientist, but also part spiritualist, because I'm also a very spiritual person. So I've always had this connection with energy from, you know, kind of from the day I was born, I've always had this, you know, amazing ability to, to just connect with nature and, and wildlife and animals and people, right? You know, so that fascination is what really kind of built this, you know, I guess, this model for me just to be able to function in life. And so so I thought, you know what, it's time, especially as, as society is changing, it's mm. time for us to just kind of, you know, apply a different way of, of how we connect with each other, right? You know, especially with, uh, you know, this virtual way of living that we, you know, we're all looking at each other through, you know, computer screens nowadays and things like that. Is mm-hmm. how, can we, how can we feel more connected as we are becoming more isolated from each other. And so I thought it was, you know, it was a really timely time to, uh, to put something on words and, and make it, you know, write it in a way that uh, is really helpful and useful for people. I thought it was really interesting in the book when you share that you grew up in sort of a household that, you know, where you felt this sort of uh, driven energy. Your mother fought mm-hmm. against white supremacists. Uh, she right. was an activist in South mm-hmm. Africa. Um, and how did that impact you growing up? Because most people think, oh, that's wonderful. That puts you in the driver's seat to grow up to be a great martial artist because you understand sort of, um, you know, fighting in a different realm almost. But you say that impacted you quite differently from how people might expect. 
Yeah, and then and it was it was kind of one of my my first examples of how I was affected by somebody else's energy, mm. right? You know, so I, I lived in house, you know, I, I lived in political exile, and um, you know, my mom was was exiled from from South Africa because she was a uh, political activist, and she's actually one of a handful of South Africans that was honored for her, you know, kind of the role that she played in bringing down the South uh, the South African government back in the time. Um, and she she was what what is the South African equivalent of knighthood. It's called the Lutuli Award mm. in, in South Africa. So she was a recipient of that. And uh, yeah, so so you you can imagine, you know, somebody living in political exile, you know, being being kind of in this in this angry state all the time, right? You know, at this at this government that was suppressing people and um, and that determined nature of hers that energy of hers that she that she projected as a child I didn't have the tools to be able to understand where that energy was really directed right so so as a, as a child being a very sensitive child myself because I was I was a child who lived more kind of in in, in kind of more in that inviting likeness type space Space. And so, so I, you know, for, every time I interacted with my mom, I felt like I was getting hit in the chest, right? You know, mm. by this very determined energy, and 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 that was very confusing for me as a child, and and uh, and that created just just you know it, it, a tremendous amount of of um, conflict within me, and and I was confused very often, like why is my mom so angry? When when in reality she wasn't really angry. She was, she, you know, she may have been, but she was more very determined, right, to bring down this government. And so it wasn't it wasn't directed at us. But because the energy was floating around in the house, it was what, what I was feeling, right? You know, and that and that affected me as a child for sure. Let's help yeah. listeners out with the energy they may find floating in their space a lot if they have a horrible boss. What is it yeah. that five horrible bosses consistently do or share in terms of how they manage their energy? Yeah, that's that's a that's a great question. And and generally speaking, there's there's one thing that they that they all have in common. And that is that is the unconscious energy projection. So, so what I mean with this, and I write this in the book as well, is is that you know there's a difference between conscious energy projection and unconscious energy projection. And and when we when we are in an unconscious state, when we're not aware of the energy that we're actually bringing into the environment. Um, it generally tends to be our default energy, and we all have one. We all have a default kind of energy that that is with us. Like, for example, in my mom's case, she was very determined in her nature, so I'd say it's very determined energy. And so, and so what ends up happening, of course, is that each individual that we interact with, we all have sensitivities towards these energies. And so, so if I'm always bringing the same energy into, into my environment, I'm only really catering to 20% of, uh, because there are five energies, I'm only catering to 20% of, of the environment, meaning mm-hmm. that there are about 80% of the other people are potentially affected by the energy that I'm bringing in without me actually knowing about it, because it's an unconscious process. That's really interesting. Um, can you tell us about these five different energies that you talk about? No one is better than the other, is it? Or, you know, is it That's right. generally better to be light energy channeling no. than heavy energy yeah. channeling? Yeah, you know, it's what, what's funny is because, you know, I, I have a um, on my website, I, mm. I have an assessment. And it's a free assessment. So people okay. can do that assessment. Yeah. And and what what's funny about, about that is sometimes people write back and they're like, you know, I, I you know, I'm. I don't agree that I'm in determined energy. You know, I feel like I should be in life, and it, it really doesn't matter. Right? You fight the so, assessment. 
It's the, that's right. It's like you answer the questions, right? So, um, but but what it really what it really comes down to is is that conscious awareness, right? Of of what are you really bringing? And so, what these five energies really are is is and I and I've just coined them that way in, in a language that I understand. And and those those energies are determined energy and inviting energy, which which comes from which was was in, inspired to me in the work that I was doing in Tai Chi. Mm. So so in Tai Chi, when you know, of course, it's a yin and yang thing. So it's just, it's just simply, you know, what energy are you pushing out or what energy are you drawing in? And, um, and to give those kind of Western names, I call it determined energy. And then is, is for kind of pushing energy forward and pushing energy out. And then there's inviting energy, drawing energy in, which, which is then kind of really being in that inviting space, being more open to, you know, perspectives and ideas and people. That's where, that's where empathy lives, for example. And that's where we're kind of our, our compassion and all of those kind of things live in that inviting space. Um, and then there's, there's the, the other two, which are, which are light and heavy energy. Light energy is, is kind of a joyful energy. And that's kind of just a place where we, where we're spontaneous, we're carefree, we're having a good time. You know, think of yourself going to a party, for example, and you really feel like being there and, you know, there's good music, you know, People generally want to dance if there's good music, and that comes from that light energy that we're generating because it makes us feel lighter, and that's why we want to bounce up and down. The opposite of that, of course, is heavy energy, and heavy energy is is also a very important energy, and that's an that's an energy about kind of staying true to our values, being grounded in reality, and being you know kind of being disciplined and and making sure that we kind of we're doing the right thing, and you know, and kind of staying true, you know, having integrity and all of those kind of values live in that in that heavy energy. Um, and then there's an, an one energy that I haven't spoken of, which is actually neutral energy, and that mm. sits in the middle. So so think of it as a compass. Right, kind of like as a as your east and west or the horizontal axis is is the determined and inviting. Then the north and south is your light and your heavy energy, and then there's neutral right in the middle, which which kind of like is, is none of them. We're just kind of floating in that space between all of them. And there are certain times of your day when you are in any of those energies. So mm-hmm. so we'll all find ourselves in these in these energies. The the beauty of this system, though, is that it, it gives us that sense of awareness where we can actually consciously choose to be in a certain energy in a, in a certain situation. So for example, if I were to know that I'm going to a party tonight and I choose to show up in the party in heavy energy, chances are I'm not really going to have such a good time. But if I, if I know I can, I can shift my energy to more being, being more light energy where I can be a bit more joyful and have a little bit more fun, um, chances are I'm going to have a different experience that, that is going to kind of just allow me to have a better time. So, so there, there are different situations um, where, where we need to be in each of those energies. Determined energy, for example, helps us get stuff done. Mm-hmm. That's where, that's where, you know, if we have, um, you know, a, a issue that we need to push forward or we have a project that we need to finish or something like for me to write the book, I had to consciously push myself into determined energy almost every day to keep, to start writing because I'm, I'm naturally a light person. And so, you know, be, that being so carefree, I, I would hardly get anything done. Right. So, mm-hmm. so there's that conscious you know, push to, okay, this is my time for me to be determined. 
so I could actually get my work done. Um, and so, so finding those situations and, and then being able to adapt our energy to the situation, also adapt our energy to, you know, the, the, the let's say the people that we're working with, for example, you know, that can be um, another really important way in terms of how we negotiate, how we commute, how we sell, right? So sales perspective, that's all about a transfer of projection of energy and how do I match the energy of the person that, you know, I'm selling to and all of those kinds of things. So, and how, how so do you lead yeah. people with, you know, with your energy as well? I mean, even in sales, lead them to a yes, right? Exactly. So there's a, and, and I, and I offer this in the book as well. So there's a framework towards helping a person shift their energy. And that's called, that's called what I call the nicer model. And so, so nicer stands for starting your, your, um, your, your meeting, for example, in neutral energy. And then in that neutral energy, being able to explore, in this case, investigate what the um, what energy your partner is in and then to match them in their energy, not on their behavior, but in their energy, mm. um, which is which is connecting their energy, which is a C in, in nicer. And then and then be able to empathize with them in their energy, which is really important. And um, and then the moment we can empathize and connect with them in their energy, we can invite them to shift energy into a place where we might be able to get more done. And, um, and that's, and that's what I call reshifting. So kind of really shifting them into that space. So, so of course that can only happen if we ourselves are real consciously aware of the energy that we're bringing in. What does neutral energy really feel like? What does, what does determined energy really, how do I show up and determine energy in any of these energies? Right. So, so there's a level of mastery required before that. And that's what the book really covers is, is really for us to understand how we show up in each of these energies and be able to observe ourselves, but also other people in these energies so that we can really kind of connect with them better. Fascinating. We are speaking with Marcel Dana, author of Five Energies of Horrible Bosses and How Not to Become One. And in this book, full of real life examples, he talks about the sort of energies that can serve you as a leader, how you can be more mindful of what you're generating and projecting. Marcel, welcome back. When we left off, we were talking a little about how as employees, we can maybe also influence the weather in the room, which you say is set by leaders. But what my question is, is Say someone is coming at you with a lot of anger, a lot of blame. Um, how then do you influence upwards if you're an employee faced with a leader coming at you really mad? Fantastic, yeah, and that's and that's uh, that's such a such a great question. And I unfortunately, as a as a coach, I hear it all too often. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like you know, people. How do I how do I manage it? The first the first is to understand is. Um, you know what? What is what is it about my energy, right? That that is actually feeling like this person is coming at me, right? You know, is is you know, it, like when I mentioned earlier about my mom when she was in very determined energy, mm-hmm. how she would, as she, how I would interpret that as like getting hit in the chest, right? And and the reason is because I was I was there. You know, and kind of, of course, not knowing that as a kid, but I was I was showing up in the wrong energy to be able to uh, kind of manage myself in that in that sense, right? Mm-hmm. And so and so this often happens with with relationships with bosses as well. Is and I and I can speak from from experience because I was a horrible boss myself, and and I was once in a situation very similar um, where where I believed that I was the expert in the room, and I was you know I, I started my own business um, and uh, and opened that about. Uh, you know, kind of 15, 16 years ago. And, and I believe that I was the only expert in the business. 
and um, and you know because it was my concept, and um, and so so because I was so stuck in my belief system, because I was so stuck in my opinions, I didn't want to take perspectives from other people, even though there were very competent people working for me. Um, and so very often, what would happen is if people would try and come with ideas and, and feedback, I would reciprocate with kind of even more determined energy going, no, 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 this is what we need to do because that's what, what I believed was the case. And, and what I ended up doing, of course, was just alienating people. People stopped talking, right? People stopped kind of giving me feedback and doing all of that kind of stuff, which really hurt the business. And, um, and what's, what's interesting about that and, what I, what, and the work that I do with, with people now is say, if you're encountering that situation, first think about your own energy. What, what is it about this person that's making you feel like you're getting hit in the chest? Right. You know, and, and are, you, are you in that completely open stance, right, in that inviting space that's kind of, you know, allowing that, you know, kind of you to feel like you're getting hit in the chest? And um, is there a different way of showing up? that that person needs from you, right? For them to feel like, Hey, I can settle down and I can relax and I can actually have a conversation. And, and that, and that comes down to that nicer model. So, so simply showing up more in neutral rather than in any of the energies and just being in, in that kind of neutral space, identifying what energy this person is bringing and just match their energy, right? You know, and have a conversation with them in their energy with regards to empathizing where they're coming from, right? You know, and from a, from a perspective of, of empathy, you know, think about this, right? Just, just, you know, if empathy is something you struggle with, just always think about, you know, people generally do things for just one of two reasons. And, and that's, they, they do something because they want to feel something or they do something because they, they don't want to feel something anymore. And, and so, so in, in your boss's case, um, he's, he's speaking in this way because he either wants to feel something, he wants to feel successful, he wants to feel, you know, kind of accomplished, or he doesn't want to feel something anymore. He doesn't want to feel afraid. He doesn't want to feel um, frustrated. He doesn't want to feel, you know, whatever it is. And if we can, if we can empathize with that and actually meet him in his energy and then kind of, kind of, you know, um, understand what's happening there, we can also invite them to shift their energy once we once we've connected with them in that space and because your boss is a is a human being they're gonna they're actually they don't want to feel frustrated they don't want to feel angry they don't want to feel all of those kind of things so so they're generally going to want to meet you there and um, and that's how how we can actually change the energy even within an organization and it's not even conversational right it's, it's just simply understanding even how we are projecting our energy and the way we project energy is is not from between our ears it's it's from our bodies our bodies work like antennae and and as we as we project energy towards each other that creates a climate in, in the room in the office in the, in the business even virtually, right? We affect each other this way that creates. And, and so, so what I, what I say is even though that leaders do de definitely influence the weather the most, but the, 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 the energy of the organization is determined by all of the individuals within the organization collectively. And so when we walk into an office and we feel a certain energy, it's, it's, you know, it's the collective energies of everybody that's making that and simply having that awareness we can choose to bring a different energy into into any situation, and and the collective energies at the end of the day are going to determine you know how that 
how that culture and how that organization climate changes. Well, it's been really great speaking with you, and I think you've sent me straight back to the martial arts, Matt. Honestly, nice. Marcel. Thank you for awesome. that. Awesome. <laughs> well, no problem. You're most welcome. Marcel Dana is author of Five Energies of Horrible Bosses and How Not to Become One. And he incorporates uh, martial arts ideas on energy and Western science, neuroscientific um, concepts as well. And you don't have to be a martial artist uh, to benefit from this book, which I think can help pretty much anybody in the world of work. Again, the title, Five Energies of Horrible Bosses and how not to become one. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.